0: So, yeah, good evening, everyone. It's just awesome to be here and be with you amazing people. And, um, yeah, i just have the opportunity to share what I believe is on God's heart and just to make way for Him to just encourage us actually in Him and what He has to say and what He wants to do. And, yeah, it just feels like there is just a sense of God, like He's really here. Like, I mean, it's just amazing deal, I think, just to wait on Him and just, I mean, He can do... You can do miracles, like even in worship and in every part of uh, as the service as you meet with him. So, I've entitled tonight, it's called Love One Another Deeply. So, if you want to write that down or just make a note, you can, it's called Love One Another Deeply. And it's actually from a scripture, which is, we're going to share a little bit more. Okay. So, I'm going to start off and um, it's, thanks, Maria if you're nodding. <laughs> cool uh, the, we i'm just going to talk a little bit do you remember what dylan spoke about last week because i wonder if anybody remembers hey eh? <laughs> come on i'm just testing you guys we tend to go james was saying in weinberg this morning we go from one thing to the next and we just quickly move on but he was talking about actually finding and pressing into jesus eh? so fix your eyes on jesus there we go the author and perfect of our faith in hebrews yes So it was fixing our eyes on Jesus. And why do we fix our eyes on Jesus? Because I want to kind of follow on a little bit from that. Because we receive love from Him, which is incredible, because He is the one. He is love itself. And we're going to, if you could just stick that scripture up on John 15, verse 13. We can read that together. Greater love has no one than this, that He laid down His life for His friends. And who laid down his life for us who is our friend our greatest friend is jesus it's so incredible he is our friend i mean that he can call us friends is actually a miracle that we are sinners and less than the least we are the scum of the earth but yet he came and died for us while we were still sinners while we were still stuck moshing in mosh pits and doing drugs and all those kind of crazy things he died for us and loved us in that state eh? it's incredible and yeah I, just, yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit around my story out of that, that um, Jesus really is my best friend. I can honestly stand before you today and say He's my personal Savior because He laid down His life for me. And there's no one else that has ever shown me that kind of love. I can't explain the kind of love that He has shown me because it's so real and so true. And without it, I would honestly be lost even today. And yeah, I just want to share a little bit around, like you might look... Look at me today and go like, "Yo, oh, this guy—he's he must have it all together." You know, um, he's—he looks pretty cool. He looks like he dresses well. Uh, <laughs> he's got such an amazing hairstyle. No, not joking. Don't like get carried away. No, no. But but honestly, like I was a mess before. I really was a mess before I met Jesus. And yeah, I on really to boast in that weakness. And actually, um, yeah, it was just—I was so, you know. I mean, growing up at the age of 13, I mean, some of you guys might have heard my story, but I just want to give you like a little snapshot of it again. Um, I was sent to a boarding school. I mean, I had a good family, but I was sent to a new family in a sense. I went away from my home, and I was the first kid to go to a boarding school about 150, 200 Ks away from East London, and um, my new family became, you know, the a housemaster I don't know if you guys have any, ever heard of that, but that's basically somebody that looks after the kids that are in boarding school, and he kind of became my new father. And my brothers became the kind of reprobate teenagers around me that were really unstable and naughty, but those became my, became my brothers. And um, in a sense, I was so homesick, you know, I was, I was, see, I was search, searching for a true friend in that place, and that's where I actually met Jesus. And... The incredible thing is that, I mean, that was like, I don't know how many years ago. I mean, I have to kind of work it out, but it's at least 30 30 plus years ago, I think, yeah, more. Because we've just had our reunion at school for 30 years, so it was more than that, 35 years ago. But in that place, um, I came to experience Him, you know, I came to experience Jesus, and it was for real. You know, it wasn't like I was just looking for an institution to go to or something to fill my time or... Yeah, it wasn't like I was looking for a social club. I was desperate. I needed, I really needed Jesus. And hopefully I can stay in that place. And I want to encourage us that to remind us of our salvation and what we are saved from. Because when we keep that front and center in our lives, we realize that we are so dependent and so needy of God. Even though He heals us and makes us more awesome and more like Him, we still need Him. And I still need Him every day. And yeah, so... Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, we it was a, it was kind of like a religious church. It was an Anglican church I was part of, but actually outside of that religion that those those rituals. I mean, I could kind of recite what was going to be said every Sunday, but actually I found Jesus, I found the Holy Spirit, I spoke in tongues. And that's what I want to encourage us to today. I mean, some of us, I mean, I've been in Josh Jen for like 20 years and in a sense, this can also become religion, you know what I mean? It can become, that's the scary thing. It can be, like our uniforms can be the jeans and the casual look and the jokes or the the way we do things. That can become, it's actually quite scary, and we can quickly get into that ritual. We know what's going to happen next, like dill has been saying, but I want to challenge us that actually we're here to meet with Jesus, and we want to see what part of wherever He's going. We want to follow Him and be in step with what He wants to do, and I love that, and I think is definitely leading us that way. And we want to, like, as a team of elders and deacons here, we want, to, we want to press in. We want to find that. We don't get caught in ritual and form. We want to find a person called Jesus. He's our friend. Awesome, man. Eh? And you know what? I had to, I really had to learn to, to reach out and hold onto, onto the love of Jesus um, because Satan really tried everything in my life to destroy me and to actually take me down and, and it particularly attacked my mind, you know, he actually started, he started getting into my thoughts, and eventually, um, yeah, I mean, basically led to multiple breakdowns in, 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 uh, in school, and I ended up running away from home, um, and God used that, you know, I actually eventually got uh, diagnosed with schizophrenia, and um, yeah, it really was, it was, a, it was a hectic time, I mean, I got saved, but at the same time, Satan also had a plan for my life, and he wanted to destroy me, and it's important to remember that as we journey with God, as we meet this friend called Jesus, we've also got an enemy called Satan who wants to actually take us out. And we're in a war, guys, we're in a war. And I really want to encourage us that we, the good news is we have this king and this faithful, faithful warrior friend, Jesus. He's our new father and he is going to protect us and pull us through whatever we might face in our lives. And I really feel to encourage us today because we, so, I mean, many people here like, Almost half this congregation actually put up their hands and said, we need a miracle. You know, I need a miracle. I know Matt's knees, I mean, physically, I know there's people, there's, I mean, Seth just twisted his ankle just now. I mean, there's, there's real things here. There's, um, there's miracles that are needed. You know, I know, I know we, we carry that. We carry that as those that, that overlook and, and shepherd this flock. There's people we know. We carry you guys, and we love you guys deeply, and we want to see you walk into what God has got for you. But the incredible thing is we've got a friend called Jesus that loves each one of you personally even more than we could ever love you guys. So I really wanted just, just to remind you of that. We've got a faithful king. We've got a shepherd. The shepherd, he's the great shepherd, and he's more than able to carry us through whatever we might face. We're limited here as a church and as, as leaders in this church. We're not going to get to everyone. We're not going to be able to walk with you through every single situation, but Jesus Gonna do it. The Holy Spirit is gonna empower you to overcome challenges, to overcome sin, to overcome those things where you need a miracle. And I really believe that He is He is busy with, with us and He is the one that is gonna pull us through, just as He did in my life. So I just wanna remind you guys, like, yeah, Jesus, He's incredible, and we need Him. We honestly need Him. And don't ever forget that. Don't think that you can do it on your on your own. Because I thought I could do it on my own, honestly. I promise you, when I, got out of, um, when I got out of school, I thought I was going to be this world-class sailor. I thought I was going to, that was my thing, you know. I was um, competing in regattas and traveling all over South Africa, and I thought that was my identity, you know. I wanted to be this, this kind of legend that people look up to, but for all the wrong reasons, you know. And God took this thing of schizophrenia, and He humbled me. He actually brought me down to the lowest of the low. But it was incredible, because in that place, I actually came back to God. Like many people are coming back tonight, those that have slid back from God. I had the same opportunity. I was in Falkenberg, in a, in a kind of in a hospital, in a setting where there was people coming to minister. And the guy said to me, you know, like, do you want to come back to God? Like maybe you've fallen away, but there's an opportunity to come back. And I knew, like, in my heart, I was like, I need to find this God. I need. The doctors were not answer. The medication wasn't an answer. But Jesus, through people, came and loved me and touched me. And prayed with me. And that encounter with God changed me forever. So it's a powerful thing when we meet our living God. And God uses people, guys. That's the amazing, amazing thing. Broken people like me to encourage you into what God has got for you and for me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And it's a lifelong process. I mean, I was I was saved at the age of of 13. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be on this journey until the day I die. Literally. Until Jesus takes me home, I'm going to be being sanctified. He's going to be showing me sin. He's going to be showing me attitudes in my heart. That It's those small things, like uh, Margaret was saying, those small things that God wants to adjust and tweak in my life. And it's never going to end, guys. Just get that, get that information into you upfront. You're never going to be perfect. But that's okay, because we have a perfect Father that loves us and is able to bring us through into what He's got for us. Jenny, it's cool to see you here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It's awesome. It's cool. It's people people coming back. Those are victories, man. Like just seeing God bringing people through. And guys, hold on. Hold on to God. He's so faithful to complete the work that he started in your life. Awesome. Okay, so that's, so I'm kind of going like off my notes, but it's awesome because I think God's just um, showing us, showing me what to share with you guys. So that's the big first thing is actually, have we received his love? Have we received God's love? It's so perfect and so important. Okay, because that is going to enable us to do the next big thing. <laughs> okay, so the second thing I want to touch on, and so I haven't kept time, but just um, I'll go. <laughs> the second big thing is, is obeying the truth and sharing love. So the first thing is receiving the love. But why do we receive that love? That we can obey the truth and share the love of God. And we're going to stick the next scripture up on the board, Laura. There's uh, 1 Peter 1, verse 22. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers. Love one another deeply from the heart. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. Oh. <laughs> that scripture is, you know, so you can read the Bible. I probably read 1 Peter, like 10 or 20, I don't know, loads of times. But I just... I just stopped, and I I just highlighted that thing, love one another deeply from the heart. And how can we, you know, we always want to have this love for each other. I don't know about you guys, but it's difficult to love people sometimes. eh? We've thrown into this church with people that, apart from Jesus, we have very little in common, and it's not easy. Some guys are very different to us. We've got different personalities. Like, I wouldn't want to hang out with probably... 90% of you guys, (laughs) if it wasn't for God, you know, if I'm just being honest, I mean, like, I'd probably want to hang out with all the cool surfer kids and extreme outdoor, arty people, you know, people got similar interests to me, but actually, we have this love of God that is, that's the common thread that ties us together. So, How how obedient are we to the truth of God? Because that's what it says here. Now that you've purified yourselves by obeying the truth. So we purify ourselves. We make ourselves holy by obeying what God says in His Word, right? And how do we do that? By reading the Word, eh? It's not rocket science. Guys, Christianity is pretty simple. I think if I could get it, I think all of you guys could get it. Um, I think I'm a pretty simple guy, and all we need to do is actually take that word that we read every day, hopefully, or even if it's every second day, that's fine, but even if we can get it into into our system as often as we can, we can take that word and then apply it to ourselves every day and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what's in our hearts, not just thread it through our ear hole and out the other side, like Jeff Kidwell says, we're not just threading it through our eyeballs and like just passes through us. We're actually stopping and going and highlighting it and writing it down and saying, God, show me what's in my heart. Show me how I'm not. Highlight those things because there's always one scripture. There's a little line that might highlight to you and actually God touches on something. And then share that with someone else, you know, share that with your significant other or your friend and say, look here, you know, God spoke to me about this today and that's as we obey that truth don't just read the truth we actually adjust our lives and repent that's how we start becoming holy like like he wants us to be and and man the the cool thing about that is that second half of the scripture is that as you start doing that we it says so that you have sincere love for your brothers it develops this love in us because we start obeying what god tells us to do and that is to go love people we have this love that wells up within us, and we are able to love those around us, one another. Remember Dill's preach, love one another deeply from the heart. But it's because we receive love from God, and we've received His Word, and we're actually applying that to our lives. We start to live that out. So, are you guys, are you finding that in the Word? Are you, does anybody relate to, to that, encountering Jesus and encountering His truth, and that's what transforms our minds. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind as you read His Word. So, yeah, and ask the Holy Spirit to do that. Ask, pray before when you read the Word. Pray and ask Him, God, reveal what you're trying to say to me today. Decipher this thing, because sometimes the Word's complicated, but you make it simple. You speak to me, Lord, and He will. I promise You, He's so faithful to speak to us as we just sit under His Word. So, Yeah, so the second, so out of that, um, like just an example out of my own life um, is actually how do we start loving one another? And you guys might, it's a great question. I'm I'm glad you asked that question. How do we, (laughs) how do we love one another? I mean, you're kind of looking at me like, okay, reading the word, but how do we get to loving one another? You know what it is? Each one disciple one. Can we start doing that? Each one, disciple, one. So, all. Imagine if all of us in this church decided, okay, I don't expect you. I mean, if you're a new believer and you, you know, don't necessarily have to teach them the ways of God, but you just start loving another person, just encouraging them, um, sending them the odd message, hey, can I have coffee with you? Can I make supper for you? And imagine you start asking and and walking a journey with somebody that maybe not as mature as you in Christ, one of the newbies that's coming through. There are lots of old people here, lots of old, grayer people here, older, grayer people here, <laughs> like me, um, and you've got like one or two gray hairs, but you guys have got, there's lots of youngsters coming through, and you can disciple those that are younger in the faith into what God has got for them. So, I mean, I remember I was in Milk Boss and I was in a home group, and Russell Fraser actually came to me, and he said, just start with one person. Like I said to him, yes, Russell, I feel called to lead home group, and I've got like this amazing stuff. I feel God, yes, man. I'm like, I want to go for it in God, you know. But he said, just start with one person. And you know, it's actually, it's quite tough. It's not that easy, hey, to be faithful with one person. And I promise you, that guy grew in God. I was thinking of somebody specifically, but he grew in God, and he started following God's ways. Unfortunately, he has not continued to do that, but when I was discipling him, he was starting to walk in God's ways and he was growing closer. And as I was faithful with that one person, God added more and we started leading home groups. And I became a deacon in church. And now God's, he's added you guys to us. We're shepherds here in a sense. God has um, called us to elder and look after your souls, you know. And it, if, God wouldn't have done that if I hadn't been faithful with that one person. So who knows what God, who knows who's sitting here that could be potential elders or church planters or people who could be leading the next community group. It's just being faithful with that one person and loving them and walking a journey with them. It's not difficult, guys. I think you could do it. I think nearly everybody in this church can actually do it because we're all called to be disciples of Jesus. So it's, it's a challenge today. Are you ready for that? Okay. It's going it's to involve sacrifice, hey, guys? It's going to involve time. And, but you know what? It is so worth it because we have a friend called Jesus who's discipling us and we can then share. As he gives us that love, we can share that love with one another. So it's not difficult. You're not on your own. And you've got lots of people here that can help you out with that. Okay. Awesome. So I'm going to touch just quickly on, um, we're going to touch a little bit about discipling people, but just the value of accountability. And yeah, this is just something that um, that I've definitely just seen as a massive value and just something that we've lived in um, as a couple, Chantelle and I. Uh, but it's it's a huge value and theme that we, we see throughout the Bible. And I've seen it bearing massive fruit in my life, honestly. Like, it's probably, in Josh Jen, it's probably one of, like, Will Murray. I don't know if you guys have heard of Will Murray. But he said it's, I mean, he's passed away pretty recently. But he said it's probably the most important thing. It literally saved his walk in God. Not that he was in a bad place, but he was, he was a man that learned to submit his life as he came into Josh Jen and open his life. I mean, he was a powerful man of God, eh? That guy was gifted, but he had, he had blind spots. He had, he had areas in his life that needed to be changed and, 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 and parts of him that needed to be adjusted, and that came through accountability. He wanted he, he submitted himself willingly to others that could speak into his life. And we're talking about somebody who's like, he's way more, he carries way more of God than any of us could probably ever hope, dream, or imagine. And this is somebody who comes humbly and says, you know what, guys like Andrew, guys that are leading the church, come talk into my life. Russell, come speak. If, I'm, if there's stuff in my life that's wrong, I want to hear about it. And that's, that's what accountability is about. Um, and you know what? Can I tell you something? Guess what? Like my, my son says, guess what? That's his favorite line. Jesus speaks mainly through people. Hey? That's quite a shock, eh? Hey? Most of us are like, yeah, Jesus speaks through YouTube, through the channel that I follow, um, through my favorite pastor. Hey, man, it's just me and Jesus. We're all cool. We don't need one another. I mean, like, what do, why, do we, why do you need to talk into my life? Um, but you know what, when we're in a church, we're part of a church where we love one another so much that we're prepared to actually be honest and sit down and have those tough conversations, so yeah guys, sure. yes, (laughs) and you know what, you can choose, you can choose the easy way or the hard way in life, and you know what, I'm one of those guys, I actually have to laugh at myself, I probably do tend to choose the hard way, if I'm honest, hey, Dill? <laughs> knows he's laughing because he's discipled me a lot. I've also actually discipled him. <laughs> it's worked both ways. Um, he wouldn't be where he was if it wasn't for me, but I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for him. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Even in my brokenness, I promise you, I was pretty broken, as was he. I think he was more broken than me when we first met. But you know what? Um, I was trying to cast... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Must, must, uh, yeah. Exactly. But it's cool. It's great. It's great to talk about these things because it's real, man. Like we all, we had our struggles. We're not standing up here like better and holier than thou. You know, we we also got our problems. So, um, so yeah. If you, um, uh, if you. Th- so so basically, what happens with accountability is, it's it's a position of the heart. You know, it's actually something that comes as we build trust with one another. As we start, uh, it's, it's it's courageous to trust one another enough to say, you know what, I've got this builder, this bridge of relationship. Will you come speak into my life? Will you help me with are there things in my life that I'm not seeing? And you know what, it takes a lot of courage to do that, but th- it is so worth worth it. I can just speak out of my own life, honestly. I've seen, when I came into church, I was good friends with a deacon, um, Jakub von Reinsberg and he, you know what, he just, he was honest with me. I mean, he he tuned me. He's I mean he he wasn't um <laughs> he wasn't like very PC about it. He I mean we had the relationship, we'd known each other, and he just said, you know Jules, you're doing this, it's wrong. Or you know, he would be quite blunt with me. But I needed that. That was kind of that's how I roll. I like that. I mean, not everyone's gonna receive that from me. I have to be careful. I can't necessarily disciple the next person like that. I might have to be more gentle. But that bore it bore massive fruit. And I I just hung out with him. You know, I just that's how you're gonna grow in God, guys. That's how you're gonna grow in Jesus. It's just come and hang out with people who love Jesus. Come hang out with us. Honestly, come hang out with Dylan, Mike, and Maria, if you can get hold of them. But they're open. They're keen. <laughs> no, I'm joking. They're always keen to see people. But I mean, there's other amazing people in this church. Um, yeah, there's lots of guys here that you can spend time with. And you know what? It's it's caught. It's not taught. It's not on a Sunday me preaching up front. It's actually spending time with you and actually watching your life, and it's the small little things that you say that actually convict and bring life and bring that change. It brings change, I promise you. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you with that. That's that's how we learn to to build a relationship that leads to these accountable connections that we start speaking into each other's lives. All right. Yeah, I'm just like freewheeling. My preacher's like going out the window, but it's awesome. We're just, um, we're just following the Holy Spirit. What do you want to do here? Um, yeah, guys, so you know what? I mean, just again, just boast in my own weakness. I mean, it's so worth, I'm just kind of hammering this thing of accountability, but it's so worth opening our lives up to one another because I promise you, before I met Jesus, I messed up my life badly, guys. I mean, if I trust my own decisions, that's why I think I've kind of swung from being... Just so independent and doing my own thing. To actually listening so carefully to what leaders have to say, what they feel for my life, because I know that I can't trust myself in a in a sense, and that's not a bad thing, because I've got people around me that can help me hear what is what God is doing, and um and they're going to see God with you, you know like I wouldn't be living in Musenberg right now if I had not actually chatted to Dill and Heike and and said to them guys like. We're feeling, we're living in Fishhook, this is about a year and a half ago, like, where do you, where do you want us? Like, we're feeling to move to Musenberg. Do you, do you guys need us here? And they were like, yes, we do, we need the support, um, hey, remember, and I was like, you know what, that's cool, we, we're going to move, we've moved already from Poundlands to Fishhook, and we felt God saying, He gave us the green light, and we went ahead, and we didn't just move because we felt like it, but we went there because God told us, and it was a massive sacrifice. And then it was a sacrifice living in Fishhook. And we got to the point where, we're like, God, we need to move. We've got to—I mean, there were other reasons to move. We need to cut back on expenses. But we're like, God, where do you want us to go? And I promise you, it's borne so much fruit, just obeying and submitting to what they felt as well. I mean, we had to hear God for what we felt as well. We had to prayerfully weigh it up and go, God, like, what are you saying to us? But, Lord, I'm going to listen to that voice. That's a big voice in my life that I'm going to take very seriously— and way up and not just walk away from it and go like whatever, I'll just go live in Glen or Simonstown. No, like they need help in Musenberg. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be the guy that's gonna go help and build church and be a support and build community. And already that's it's it's huge. Like God has done amazing stuff in us personally, but also through us into the community. So yeah, it's it's awesome, guys. And those are the friendships that you wanna you wanna build, you wanna you wanna draw close. So I wanna encourage you guys as you're coming into this church, there's lots of new people here, but there's an opportunity to draw close and build these accountable relationships. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> that's a break. Break it down. <laughs> Just hold on. Just having a little song, people. Feeling it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So So how do we love how do we love people? And then we're gonna we're gonna kind of come in for a landing there. So yeah, we all guys, we're all real people. We all need these real relationships. Don't think that you're on an island and you're gonna do it on your own. We are I loved what somebody in church um, on her WhatsApp status. she said, you know what they say in the world? You've, it, it's like a pride thing. You've, you're fiercely independent, you know? You say like on your CV, I'm fiercely independent. And she said she's fiercely dependent. And I thought, God, that's how we need to be. We're actually fiercely dependent on Jesus firstly, but actually on one another. We're not doing this thing alone. And the world makes it out like it's a good thing to be Successful and handle everything on your own. You don't need advice. You just make it on your own way in this world. But actually, it doesn't work, guys. I'm just. If this is new to you, it's not going to work out. We need each other, and we need to. We need to willingly become part of. Um, yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice. How much you want to give. But I can just say from my own life, it's incredible. As we give ourselves, we we start seeing the fruit of God coming through in our lives. Yeah, guys. So um. It takes time, it takes time to build that trust, but I really want to encourage you guys, like that's how it's going to happen. like as we, we're going to have to take time to start hanging out with each other. I mean I want to get to know I want to get to know people. like one of the best ways to get to know people is actually inviting yourself into their home. Have you ever thought of that? I don't know if people have got as much guts as <laughs> Or like maybe just um, as thick-headed as I am to actually just go, hey, well, you know what? Can I come to your house? But um, especially if maybe they're working, they're walking into the door for the first time visiting church. But actually, that's how you get to really know them. They can put up a front if you meet at Hanson Lloyd or if you invite them, um, <laughs> or or if you invite them into your home. You know, they can be polite and nice, and but when they're in when you in their home, it's a whole different story. You start picking things up. It's a great indicator. You can, you can read what's on the bookshelf. Um, <laughs> you can see the books that they read. Um, you can see how their kids behave. You can see how their marriage is. It's a great way to get to know people. So, yeah. So, I really want to encourage you guys. as that's how we're going to start discipling each other. It's just spending times in one another's homes. And I mean, coffee shops are great, but actually spending times in homes is so much better. So if we can, guys, I'd really encourage you, try and get into those people's homes. Um, Jeff, (laughs) sorry, it doesn't sound very like PC. I sound like I'm talking to a bunch of leaders that are all in, in church, but... Who's there? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, they need to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't just break into their home. I mean, like, just maybe give them a call or set up an appointment. Could be helpful. Okay, you might, you might get the... Uh, what's the it? cops? I mean, the response team. Blue, what's it? Deep Blue. Deep Blue might do some patrols and wonder what, what's going on here. There's guys preaching at Josh in <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that's how we're gonna get to know. That's how we're gonna get to know one another, being intimate in the in, in, being in people's intimate spaces and being in their homes. And Jeff Kidwell again, he he actually gave me that tip, and I promise you, it's worked. Eh? But that's how we go. Like we we've got to, you know, we've got to get into people's lives, and it, it takes time, but it's worth it. Why not start imparting and seeing what God has got in those people, and 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 imparting what God has done in your life into that person. Why not? Huh? Why not? That's what we need here. That's what we need people to start discipling because God is sending the lost in here. He's sending the Alexes. He's sending Ricardo here. He's sending, I mean, Alex got saved last week. Huh? I mean, that's insane. That's like awesome. The heavens are celebrating, but we're going to have to start walking a journey. I actually met with Alex on um, Tuesday and I, and I went into his house. I got to his house. How cool is that? And um, <coughs> I did check in with him I checked in with Michael. I said, is that cool? Like, Tuesday morning after the holiday, I was like, let's sit down. Let's share stories. Let's meet and see where you're at. And let's start a journey, you know. I want to start discipling him and, and laying down foundations so that he can walk and grow in God. And that's what it's about. Awesome, guys. So, yeah, and it's, you know, it's going to involve hard questions. It's going to, you know, ask guys, be bold. Say, like, speak into my marriage. Speak into my finances. Tell me how am I doing with my kids. Ask, invite those kind of questions. And if you don't invite those questions, you know, we might prod you and say, like, you know what, if, if you trust me, like, do you trust me? And if the guy's like, yes, you say, can I ask you some tough questions? And actually, you know what, those are the questions that bring life and bring freedom and bring breakthrough and help you walk in what God has got for you. So, you guys, are you ready for those kind of things? I mean, it's that, pretty tough, eh? But it's so worth it, I promise you. Like, I stand here as a testimony of people who've asked and said tough things to me. And I've processed that because I've known that they love me and they want the best for me. So that is what love does. It actually brings us into what God has got for us. So, yo, guys, it's, it's exciting eh, serving Jesus. Seriously, like, the, I mean, the church is the answer. This is the answer to the world. This is, this is the place, this is the hospital, that, the place where you're going to be healed Where you're gonna walk in freedom, where you're gonna, you're gonna, I mean, God might not do that miracle for you, but the miracle is a change of heart. And that's the biggest miracle. You know what? He grabs our hearts. That's the biggest thing is getting to know him. And the miracle is that day by day we're changing and becoming more like Jesus. That's bigger than guys, than Matt's knee getting healed, or I promise you, a changed heart is a miracle. That is a miracle, and we need to celebrate that. And go for that, because that is what God is after. He's wanting to transform our hearts, because when we meet Him, when we meet the love of God, when we experience Him, we have a revelation of who He is, He transforms us and enables us to love each other deeply from the heart. Hey, the cause. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what it's about? (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, power through position. Yeah, so that's, I mean, I was actually with Brad and Ange, and... I mean, those, yeah, do those courses, honestly, it'll help you with those things, so, um, yeah, guys, I really would encourage you that if you've got a heart after God, like, I'm sure you guys are here because, have you got a heart for God? Okay, if you've got a heart for God, that's a great place to start, because once you've got a heart for God, you're going to start getting His heart for people, and that is what, like, John, he was in his, they used to wheel them into the church, and they asked him, John, like, can you say, is there anything you want to share with, this is the old apostle John, eh? He was the last guy that encountered and walked with Jesus on earth, and he said, love my sheep, love my sheep, and that's all he said. I mean, how simple is that? We get to love God's sheep, and that is, isn't that a beautiful picture of what God wants us to do? And yeah, I really want to encourage us, just as I'm ending now, that, um, Yeah, guys, we've got an opportunity. We're in a church. I mean, how incredible is that, that God chose us to be with him, to know him, and putting putting us into a family like this. And we've actually got something that's going to bear eternal fruit. What we get to do here is the thing that one day God is going to say, my good and faithful servant, he's not going to care how much money you made. He's not going to care how many cars you bought. He's not going to care about any of that stuff, but he's going to care about how you loved, how you spent time with his precious people, how you brought people out of the world, into salvation, and that's how the world is going to know that we are his disciples by our love one for another. Like Dylan's saying, we're going to go out, we're going to start evangelizing, we're going to think of ways to reach the lost, but people are going to know it's going to be powerful because they're going to see our love one for another.